So this bolt of lightning shot across the universe and inspired me with the idea that we have to do a podcast. And that's what I wanted to tell you. We should do a podcast. Okay, bye. Pressing record. I pressed record. Okay, I pressed record. So we are recording. Here we go. We are recording. Boom. We're back in action. We're back in action. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Welcome to. I uh, let's get the hype back because I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos <gasps> and oh my god, I've been. I, there's channels that I I've watched like one video from and there's a way to just say never recommend this channel and yeah. as soon as somebody comes on and is like way over hyping i'm just like nope done you're i don't want to ever get videos recommendations from your channel and i'm just and like the top 10 list ones and the ones that are just like insanely like they're just insane infomercials like from the get-go anytime i see that i'm just like boom done done with your channel um my goal is to reach like have this like very personal curated list of youtube recommendations that are basically like peter draws and similar ilk yeah, like an echo chamber of like excellent art and nothing else. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like heaven when you figure out the secret. Let me know how. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, anyway, welcome to Feature Creep, colon. Built in microwave, semicolon. Monopoly. Monopoly. The sadly American tale of Monopoly. <laughs> right. Speaking of my speaking of my battles with uh with capitalism here we go um (laughs) right right. i feel like we should have a clever title that's like monopoly and not that thing that's ruining your life but the game but the game (laughs) the fun version the fun version (laughs) the one where you stand a chance of winning once in a million years yeah i love how like (laughs) monopolies are illegal or there's like there's laws against monopolies because that's the most blatant form of exploitation exploitation and like corruption right right it's like oh no we can't go that far we have to we have to keep like something for the basis of the lie yeah and so instead we end up with whatever we have now which is i don't know what you call this but whatever it is the wheels are falling off the wheels whatever it is yeah the Um, cat the cat Oh my gosh, my cat is now attacking my doorframe and he's been doing this lately and he knows he's not supposed to. How funny. Yeah, you've interrupted you our podcast for the last time. You can't yell at him though because he won't hear you. I know, he's completely deaf. He's impervious to punishment. Just does whatever <laughs> he wants. Impervious to chastising or chastisation. Yeah, I, well, <laughs> so <laughs> we were at the vet the other day because he gets this weird like ear infection. He likes to scratch his ears. Oh, huh. And like he really gets his little toenails in there. Oh yeah. And I think sometimes he just scratches too hard and then he gets like a bacterial infection. And so he gets an ear infection. And so I have to clean his ears out and put stuff in it. And it's just the left one. Yeah. So this could be some other problem too. I mean, we're not really sure what causes it because we just attack that problem instead of treating the symptoms over and over again. But anyway, I was treating him recently Yeah. and I had him at the vet for his recheck and he was really unhappy to be there. And there was like a photograph on the wall of a cat and uh-huh. a photograph of a dog. And every time my cat looked at them, he growled and hissed at them. 
<laughs> like they were there. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. And, uh, and the vet, his vet, Dr. Brothers, thinks this is pretty funny. Uh-huh. Um, so we had a good laugh about that. And I was like, you know, it's it's a good thing my cat's deaf so he can't hear me laughing at him. Right. Because <laughs> I think they know. Yeah. They totally know when you're laughing at them. Yeah, Absolutely. they cats are hubristic. They can't stand it if they think you're like no, laughing at them. That's true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like we've really lived up to our our tagline um, of like two people get or listening to people get off topic as quickly as possible. Oh right. <laughs> yeah. So the cat is like obsessed with going outside, and I just had to prevent him from scratching a hole oh, his way out through the wall through the wall. Um, cat. Is there a cat in Monopoly? No, there's a dog. There's a, there's dog, a dog. There's no cat though. Why isn't a cat in Monopoly? I don't know. Why aren't there any games? Surely there's for a, a cat, cat version. There are so many versions. I just found Monopoly Cheaters Edition. <gasps> I've seen that one. That one looks like fun. It does look like fun. It apparently uh, get away with as many cheats as you can. Try collecting extra money when you pass go, or secretly swapping your property for someone else's. Um, there's a handcuff oh. that comes with it. And I love nice. that on the box it says, I mean, I'm looking at photos from eBay. Mm-hmm. Made in USA with dice, tokens, and handcuff made in China. So it's not two <laughs> handcuffs. It's just the one. Just the one. Yeah. Probably so that nobody actually gets locked to anything. Yeah. it In <sighs> the photo, it looks like it's sort of like tacitly connected to the go to jail square. With like a bit of a chain. Oh. But I don't know. I mean, I imagine it's like, I imagine it's too small that it would probably wouldn't fit around my wrist. Like the way those things are. Like it's. It'd be like finger cuffs for you. Yes. Finger cuffs. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, God. There's, Um, There's counterfeit money. It comes with counterfeit money as well, apparently. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, I, I'm really interested how these rules work. Anyway, this episode is about Monopoly the game. And if you're listening uh, for the first time, uh, I'm Ned and this is Meg. Meg. And we're... <laughs> we're that really flat for some it's reason. It's amazing. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is our highly produced, extremely well-funded podcast um, mm-hmm. Of which it's ostensibly about art and design. And right. this one is about uh, the board game Monopoly. And uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, also, um, if you have thoughts, feelings, ideas, you want to join in the conversation, etc. Uh, I think email is just really the best way to go. So you can email our executive assistant, Dana. Sorry, the CEO and founder of this CEO podcast. And founder of this podcast. Dana, D-A-N-A, at fcbm.io. You can also just go to the website, fcbm.io, and find all our... All our info is there. Um, yeah. Otherwise, if you're listening to this, you probably already know where to find it to listen to. And if you're not listening to this, you should go find a place to listen to it, I guess. I don't know. However that works. <laughs> do that. Yeah. Do that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, tell me about Monopoly the game. So, uh, yeah. I I have always loved this game. And I have known a thing or two about the sort of origins of Monopoly. But... Um, recently, The Nib, which is a, a magazine essentially that publishes comics, um, they're like political and nonfiction comics, um, they published this comic, A Brief History of Monopoly, um, and 
It's subtitled Monopoly's Radical Anti-Capitalist Feminist Origins. And so I just thought it was so interesting that I wanted to share um, that. It's kind of like meta art. It's a com- I'm, t- I'm sharing information from a comic about a game. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, so this woman, um, Maggie, had an unorthodox idea for how to teach George's economic theories to the masses. She was a big fan of Henry George, a progressive ec- economist who wrote about the negative social impact that land monopoly had on rent. So I'm, I'm reading this, the text from um, A Brief History of Monopoly. So uh, this little thought bubble says, everyone needs a hobby. So she decided to make this board game that's about like, uh, it was an educational board game. And it was supposed to teach people about like taxation mm-hmm. and, and like property rights and things like that. Um, and so in 1903, she uh, developed what was essentially the precursor to Monopoly called the Landlord's Game. Um, And essentially it was kind of like Monopoly where you run around, you buy a bunch of properties, you charge other people rents. uh, And and this little bubble of of her speaking to this person who's falling asleep in a chair because this game is so boring is the implication. She says, and then the players realize the progressive power of a single land value tax. And the guy's just like snoring. Uh Um, So (laughs) because nobody apparently was interested in like helping her produce this game or, or get it out to the masses or whatever because they thought it was subjectively too boring. Um, she just decided to do it herself. Like, you know, mm-hmm. all good entrepreneurial Americans do. Mm-hmm. Do it yourself. Right. And so she starts making like copies of the game and some economics professor uh, just like found it and used it as a teaching tool in his classes. Um, according to this comic, it says an economic professor and prominent socialist named Scott Nearing. Um, and so he taught at the University of Pennsylvania and at the University of Toledo and a bunch of students of his started making like their own version of the game. (laughs) So they basically like ripped off this woman's work. Um, there were a bunch of different groups like Quakers made a version of it. Yeah. And this woman, Maggie tried to like, get a patent she renewed her patent on it um in 1924 she tried to get parker brothers to like buy into it and um and essentially buy her game or sponsor her game or whatever Mm -hmm. and they the parker brothers people were like this is like way too boring and political like this isn't even really a game there's nothing fun about this but uh in spite of their uninformed opinion a bunch of people kept counterfeiting the game Uh uh-huh yeah and so like it got it grew in popularity like pretty pretty crazy um and the ouch the damn cat (laughs) damn cat uh some quakers it says in atlantic city made a version using their own street names and that's the one that we probably all know as the original monopoly game the famous one with like boardwalk park place mediterranean baltic yeah yeah so the atlantic city board was brought to philadelphia where an unemployed man named Charles Darrow came across it. And I think this is where shit gets kind of like really obnoxious with this story. Um, So this, the the little like thought bubble here in the comic says it's Charles Darrow. And he says, I wonder if there's a way to make this fake money real. And so he made his own version of the game, 
but he titled it Monopoly. So he literally like copied even the Atlantic ver- Atlantic City versioning that the Quakers came up with when they ripped it off from like yes, yeah. the other people who ripped it off from uh, Marie or, or um, um, Lizzie, Maggie. I mean, Lizzie Maggie. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, fantastic name, by the way. Right. Yeah. Who doesn't want two awesome first names for their first and last? Right. Name? So, um, like this guy Darrow sort of like stripped out the the preachy policy aspects of the game so that it was much less educational and and sort of like stripped it down uh to just focusing on the financial aspects of it and the like the the profiting aspect of it like the capitalist angles (laughs) of the game of course yes (laughs) right and so he he went back to uh, he went back to um, Parker Brothers, uh huh, and he showed the same people. I I think that Maggie earlier visited. He showed them the game t- that he t- called Monopoly, kind of like the dumbed down brute capitalist version. Uh huh, and they were like sold. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the whole thinking for why they were willing to invest in this version of the game was that um, the Great Depression was like hugely problematic during this time for everybody and like people were standing in lines for like work that never came and like food that wasn't there and all these things and so they were like well Americans are super like eager not to think about the great depression and so let's give them this game where they get to play being wealthy people and it like took off like crazy um when maggie the lady who developed it lizzie maggie yeah. uh complained about the fact that a, a a train wreck of people had stolen her game um Parker Brothers bought her out. Like they bought her off. They're like, shut up, take this money and shut up. Huh. <laughs> so this sounds, they, like, this sounds familiar. Yeah, right. They just coerced her. Yeah. Um and there were some interesting anecdotes at the end of the comic. Um it says briefer histories, so like little little side notes. Yeah. It says in Nazi Germany, Monopoly was denounced as Jewish speculative propaganda and was banned. Wow. Uh, yeah, I know. Like, man, they were really thorough with the whole anti-Semitism thing. Yeah. Uh, um. Apparently, this lady Lizzie Maggie invented other board games. Um, and I think she leveraged the fact that she was done a grave injustice that was very obvious to get Parker Brothers to publish some of her other games. Oh, awesome. So she did get some, some games made, but like they didn't ever become popular. Certainly, I mean, probably not popular at all, but definitely not popular in the way that the dumbed down version of her awesome game became popular. I mean, I love that dumbed down version of the game. Yes, sure. I'm ruthless when I play I wonder I wonder if it's possible to find like a complete rule set for her her kind of original version. I'd love to play it sometime. Yeah, me too. I think like I think you can get it. I remember my dad talking about it. 
she also was like um into advocacy and activism it says here in 1904 she held a stunt auction where she sold herself as a slave to protest women's low wages may not age well necessarily but um you know maybe her heart was in the right place right oh well it's got a patent um which means probably most of the rules are published oh the patent oh no the patent's if nothing else, we could probably recreate it just from the patent. Anyway, yeah. if if somebody's like, oh, my God, say the patent number. It's US 748626A. That's great. Yeah. Um, Excellent. Yeah. So anyway. If, um, if I don't think I mentioned it before and I am remiss in doing so, um, Andy Warner was the person who did this comic for the nib. And again, it's Andy Warner. That's the comic book artist and the comic's specific name is monopolies radical anti-capitalist feminist origins a brief history of monopoly it's it's amazing to me i was just looking at the wikipedia article um in the in the 30s in sorry in 1941 british secret intelligence service had um a company john waddington ltd who was a licensed manufacturer of the game in the united kingdom create a special edition for world war ii prisoners of war held by the nazis hidden hidden inside the games were maps compasses real money and other objects useful for escaping they were distributed to prisoners by fake charity organizations created by the british secret service i have heard about this i but i completely forgot about it until you just mentioned it now and then my jaw dropped open because i was like oh my god that's right how did i not remember yeah well no i mean yeah it's fucking amazing yeah Um, it's it's, so ingenious it is yeah i mean nobody like unless you had some concept in your mind of what monopoly was i you would never think you wouldn't even know that the game had game pieces that would lend themselves to being escape tools. Right? <laughs> like, it's a board game, okay? Yeah. Great. Yeah. Some dice and some cards, excellent, whatever. Uh-huh. It's like, and a tiny little pickaxe. Right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> I, th- I mean, the funny thing to me about the game is just, like, how how awful it is. Mm-hmm. Like, it just rewards the lowest behavior. Yeah, and the thing about it too is that it's like it's fun for one person and awful for three, like every time. Yeah, I, I think. Um, well, I mean, how, <laughs> that's assuming you can find three other human beings willing to play this game with you. Yes, which has always been a problem for me. I've never found more than two other people willing to play Monopoly with me at any given time. I've played the game a handful of times and I've won maybe half those times or something. Mm-hmm. And all it's ever taught me is that I I hate winning at the expense of other people. Like oh. I know how it feels. I mean, I don't like it's a board game and as an adult yeah. it's like whatever, I don't fucking care. But um but when I was younger and things mattered more, like in the smaller context, right? You were like winning mm-hmm. games, like had more emotional content and like, you know, it mattered more to me that right. I, I kind of hated it because I was like, I remember how it felt to lose. And I was like, well, I don't want my friends to feel that way. Right. But it's, but it's just a game. Yeah. No, I mean, it is. It's just a game. So. Which is why I love to smash people in that game. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
I love that game so much. There's, I mean, we, Damon and I will play because we have a fun, like, digital version that you play on the Switch or whatever. Oh, yeah. And it's pretty fun because it looks like The Sims and it has these, like, highly detailed animations that are going on for every space on the, on the oh, game board. Yeah. Super fun and adorable. And they have a Halloween game board. So everything is like spooky themed. And I'm like, oh, I'm in fun. heaven. I just want to yeah. live in this game. Yeah. Um, so the two of us play together and that's super fun. But it's like with two people, it can be like, you know, a little bit of a weird gameplay. Like it's yeah. hard to strategize because you need multiple people in order to like gang up on other people and make right. deals and, and take there's people no way out to like undermine and you, you yeah, can't have like a third wheel disruptor or like somebody. Yeah, I can't them. remember. Is I can't remember if there's like you can play with two people plus like a robot third or fourth. Mm. I don't remember, hmm. but um, for sure we played in like battles against each other, and right. like sometimes it can take a really long time because just to even get going to the point where you have enough money to buy enough spaces to get enough spaces to start building houses and stuff with two people, it takes a long time. Yeah. Um, so it's not a quick moving game, but uh, like Damon will play with me, but there's not very many other people who will still play with me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'd be down. I don't know why I, I'm surprised in all our time together it hasn't come up. I know, right? Yeah. I have so many Monopoly boards. Oh, really? Yes, I have a collection. I have like my favorite one is the um, it's an Art Deco twentieth century one. Oh, that's that cool. comes in a big silver box. It's like a metal box that has like Art Deco designs, and then the board is all done in like um, gold and silver foil, so it looks like. I like very metropolisy and um very slick and shiny and like glimmering with all this like gold foil everywhere. It's really cool. Um and the game pieces are all like sort of themed to look like nineteen twenties. I mean it's really, really stylized and really cool. It comes in this big square box. That sounds um, really fun. Yeah, it's super neat. And then I also had like um Monopoly Junior National Parks edition. I've got the original Monopoly board that was like, uh, I mean, it was the original design, but then the board itself is original to like the 1960s. Oh. Because it was my parents when they were younger. Oh, that's cool. Um, and then, man, I just have so many of them. I can't even remember them all. There's, I like just having a little look around the internet. Um, I didn't realize like how many versions there are. Oh my God, um, there's so many. They've really taken off. Like at some point, I think they realized like uh, people who like Monopoly will just buy more just and buy, more and yes, more of these yeah, games. Like yes. we don't, you don't need just one Monopoly board. You need like 30 Monopoly boards. Like which one are we going to play today? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, and the dice that come with the uh, the like 1920s Art deco version yeah. are like clear dice with like um, rainbow holographic super fine glitter inside of them. Oh, cool. And so they're just like delightful to watch them skittering around on the board. Uh-huh. <laughs> like the tactile and aesthetic experience of that particular Monopoly game is just de- like delightful. Sounds awesome. Yeah. There's so many. There's like... There's a version, there's a Target version that has like Spot <laughs> the dog. No um, way. Yeah, there's um it's it's available right now, like the Monopoly Target limited edition board game 2021. Interesting. How much does it cost? Uh, like they're usually all pretty it. comparable, right? I mean, is that what you're seeing right now that they're all Yeah, I'm just looking to see um it's $24. 
Oh. And it, it just kind of has like very sort of target themed style aesthetic. Um, like the properties are sort of goods instead of like places. Like there's like, mm. there's like makeup, vitamins, shampoo. Or wow. there's like, so like each, so each property collection is um, like, you know, like uh each collection of three properties is sort of like a department. There's like health sure. and beauty, there's grocery, there's electronics. So electronics are the sort of boardwalk and park place. Um, yeah. And there's only two, but then there's like home. So there's like furniture, bedding, tableware, toys and games, entertainment. I'm surprised they didn't like self-reference it like board games or something under entertainment, but yeah, they did not right? really missed a chance there. Um, Come on, guys. Yeah, but the design aesthetic of it is is very it's very on par. Super with, on brand. Yeah, it's super on brand. Um, there's not there's not cash. There's oh no, there is cash. There's um, yeah okay. Then there's like there's some kind of tokens and things. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, those must be and those must be instead of houses like you develop like sales or something. I don't know. I don't see houses. I just see sort of tokens that you can probably exchange for for something else but hmm. anyway um yeah That's so it, i mean this kind of reminds me of how like there used to be one or two hard rock cafes and then like they came they just everybody got one yes oh my god no wait board games is one of the things and oh how did i not see that where was that where's that photo Here that's very meta board games is one of the toys and Toys, toys and games, not entertainment. Yeah. Perfect. So, and then it has, and then it has Monopoly on the, as the the board game. So, Delightful. bravo, bravo. They they did not miss that chance. Good job. <sighs> Excellent. Yeah. Is the so is the board? Does the Monopoly board maintain any of the original colors for the properties, or is it all themed like red and white because Target? Um. Uh, let's see. So, let me pull up that. Um. So the the property colors are similar. There's like okay. the light, like the dark blue for, um, or at least what I'm familiar with, the dark blue for Park Place and and uh, um, what's it called? Um, boardwalk. Boardwalk. Yeah. Um, and then like brown for the the cheapest two, and mm -hmm. then light blue for the you know and yeah yeah. So the so those colors are the same. Um, otherwise, there's lots of that sort of target red coloring with like yeah. a stark black and then a very light gray. So kind of a three tone style. Okay. Um, for most of it but the the properties have full coloration the um the jail square is exactly the same as far as i can tell it even has that guy behind the three bars um the right. free parking is the same the go to jail is the same okay. and the collect the the go pass go square is also so the this same. raises an issue for me like are are there are 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 we monopoly purists where they f we're, where we feel that like some elements of the board cannot change from version to version to maintain the integrity of the monopoly like brand or is everything in a monopoly board up for grabs depending on the version of it i mean um like is on the target it, it's not like chance and community chest still is it yeah yeah chance and community chest that makes no sense in the context of a target store if yeah. they're going to change the property names, wouldn't you change Community Chest and Chance too? Because that just makes no sense in the context of a Target. Right. But they did change the utilities to um, like Deal Dash. 
Yeah, so that's like weirdly specific to Target, and I'm not even sure what that means. So I don't see why they didn't change chance and well, I don't know why they didn't change community chest at least. So I'm guessing Deal Dash is the roadway, or sorry, the railway. Okay. But the Deal Dash, they're not different. They're all the same. Wait, so no. The now I have to look at an original monopoly board <laughs> to like all of the railroads are different. Yes, they are all different. I'm just trying to remember, like, um, trying to find like a good top down. There we go. Yep. Give me the, show me the board. There we go. Um, so there's the utilities. Which right, was, and so that's usually waterworks, and and then the. Um, the electric company, right? Yeah. So, and they are, um, so they've replaced those. Hold on. I'm just getting my bearings yeah. here. Let's see. So, oh, this one has different colors again. Hmm. Well, this is this is not the right board game. This seems inconsistent to me. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. Um, hmm. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Um, I mean, shouldn't Chance and Community Chest be something like Checkout and Starbucks or something at this point? Right? Like they're in every Target. And yeah, I mean, I mean, the Starbucks inside the car Target is kind of like a coffee tax that you basically are get sucked into paying every time you go to Target. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Like even people who don't drink coffee drink Starbucks at Target. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone's in like a hypomanic state when they go around right. like shopping. Like, oh, I'm going to buy all this stuff now. I've got so much energy for shopping. God damn it. Fucking, how the fuck am I supposed to? I just find like, <clears throat> there was a time when one could, one could like reasonably find images on the internet and not have like a fucking million pop-ups every goddamn fucking time. Um, oh no. All right, sorry. Anyway, um, oh, here we go. This is this should be accessible. There we go. Yes, I'll take it. Um, okay, so I'm looking at the board that I'm used to and <clears throat> community chat. So income tax is right next to, okay, so, um, and then Waterworks is next to Marvin Gardens. Yes. And so, uh, yeah, the luxury tax is by is between Boardwalk and Park Place. So Waterworks income, is missing. Oh, income 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 tax. tax is when you round the corner between Baltic and Mediterranean, or just beyond them. I yeah, can't remember which. So they have yeah, it's right after Baltic and before yeah. Reading Reading Railroad. Okay, Reading, yeah, Reading, right Reading, there. yeah. Um, electric Company is right after Go to Jail. So they've replaced those with. Um, like community chest basically. So instead of instead of the utility companies, 
you just get you just get um community chest okay so that's kind of so they've like yeah so it's kind of like what why did they do that yeah oh that's a missed opportunity yeah i would agree fooey but it it kind of looks like there's a different dynamic like the free parking has a checkout tab next to it and there's a bunch of tokens that you get so i kind of wonder if there's some other gameplay mechanic yeah probably that they've introduced or something um anyway design art and design monopoly boards i just feel like this it would have been better if they had like really committed to the like redesign along yeah target like not just target's brand but like the experiences because they got it partly right when they renamed all of the all of the property sections like the different sections of the store that makes sense to me like oh that's analogous i get that it's like neighborhoods right yes but like there it doesn't make sense to me not to replace the community chest with something i mean it's just super weird and yeah i don't i i i feel like um Oh, here's some highlights. Okay, so uh, there's there's something um, there's something that's like savings themed. So like there's something called target themed tokens. Players get to explore their happy place with a target themed Monopoly token. Choose targets, mascot, bullseye dog, a shopping bag, a coffee cup. Oh, those are the play tokens. Okay. Okay. Um, there's uh. So those are the ones that you get to choose to be as the player. Yeah. So when you yeah, so when you land on a an item space, you get to if you buy that item, you can put the item in your adorable red target basket. So there are little there are little shopping baskets that it comes with. Ah, so that's kind of cute. That's um, adorable. Yeah. And then um Oh, and so you put the item in your basket, then you buy the items later at check checkout. Checkout. <laughs> check. <laughs> Check. Check is a word that from now on. From now on, check out. Check out. Um, (laughs) Then they buy their items later at checkout, the go or free parking (laughs) spaces. So you can check out when you go when you pass go or when you pass free parking. And Mm -hmm. so um, you can also collect tarkle tarkle target circle tokens. (laughs) Oh my god, just tripping over my tongue today. I'm drunk. Um, I mean, I should be. I need a cocktail. Well, <laughs> Honestly, can we just pause and I'll go get a cocktail? Maybe yeah. we'll do one more after this and I'll pour myself a cocktail. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, in, so in this family game, when players pick up an item, they might also pick up target circle tokens. These double or even triple player savings when they check out. So oh. it sounds like the gameplay altogether is a little bit different. Um yeah, there's additional elements. It sounds like. Yeah, so so That's I think they, I think maybe I I don't know. I'm kind of interested actually because I, not that I not that I'm big on consumerism and Target is like a niche place, but also people love Target and you know yeah. That's that's not my that's not my biggest beef with the world today. If you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like it's. Target's directly connected to the uh, uh, Uyghur genocide in China. Oh. 
I didn't know that. Just so you know. Okay. <laughs> so they're not that benevolent. Like. No, no. And I, I mean, uh, like, yeah, I mean, that's the, the problem with all of these large companies, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. you know, there's what you see on the surface and then there's what's going on underneath. And then there's, you know, the issues of like, can they help it? Like, can they help it? Mm-hmm. Like who mm-hmm. who's at fault here for this insane, colossal clusterfuck of capitalism and consumerism? Like anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, you, you know, <laughs> you either like go along with it and it destroys you or you fight against it and it kills you. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so uh, where was I going with this? Oh, uh, anyway, I think I think from a design perspective, it seems really on brand. Like I looking at yeah. it now, um, they've modified the gameplay to emulate what they believe to be the target experience or, or some right. aspects of the target experience. I'd so, play it. This sound, I want to push that tiny little shopping cart around. I, yeah. You, it's got these little, they're shopping baskets, like the hand, like they're red ones oh. with the little, and it looks like the handles flip up too. They like flip it's up. They're articulated. Oh, yeah. Man. Like they're, I, I have to say for the, dollar value of $25 <laughs> sorry 24.99 as we know in you know as yeah. things are priced in the US that's how they right. do um you know it's only $24.99 um only 20 there is oh but there is a little there's there's cool little tokens um there's like the detail is actually pretty good i feel like they like for $25 i feel like they've put some they put some interesting effort in there. There's so there's not Starbucks, but there's a Target Starbucks cup essentially is one of the tokens. There's Spot the Dog. There's uh, wow. something I don't recognize, and there is a tiny little shopping cart. Huh. So you can you can be a shopping cart. Um, oh my god! As one of the playable tokens, I don't adorable. I don't know what that is. It's like a is it a bag? Maybe it's just a Target bag, but it looks. Somebody who shops at Target probably is like screaming right now. Like, what the fuck? I'm looking at this right now. How do you not know what that token is? It's like uh, a, um, it's like a, so it's got a Target on the front, okay. but the Target fills, it's a rectangle. It's like a little, um, it's like the size of a domino piece that's been sort of not quite cut in half. Like it's still rectangular. It's not quite square. Yeah. Um, and it's hollow on on one of the short ends, so that it's like the long, tall sides are still covered, but that one of the caps are yeah. is missing. Yeah. And it's just got a target on the front of it, and the car- target's too large, so it, some of it's cut off on the sides. Oh. I just don't understand what this is. I um, don't know. I'm going to send you a copy of this page so you can look at it and tell me what's what we're looking at here. Okay. Anyway, um, I don't know. It's an interesting. It's an interesting target. Um, what Sorry, it's an we... interesting design project. I'm sure somebody yeah. was really fucking stoked to get these, that. These these little baskets are the cutest things I've ever seen Aren't in they? my life. They're yes, God, they're adorable. Yeah. Okay, so I'm looking for the thing. So it's like the third photo in is the three tokens or the four tokens, okay. the four monopoly tokens. Let's see. Oh, I think it's just a shopping bag. Well, that's what I thought, but it's a weird, like, I don't know. Yeah, maybe I think it's a shopping bag. I think it's meant to be like a grocery style shopping bag with the handles okay. just kind of like flapping down. Okay. Yep. I think what throws you off is the fact that the like, <clears throat> the Target logo on the front is like 
in relief like it's physically yes. carved yep. and so it gives you the impression that it's like that would be a really significant texture on the front of a shopping bag of that size like yes yeah proportionally and so i think that's what threw me when i looked at it really close up i was like what the fuck but when i looked back i was like oh it's one of the it's one of the shopping bags and the only reason i know this is because i was recently in a target store and i looked at the shopping bag and the printing of the logo like that prints like off that. the sides of right. the edges yeah okay. off the margins got it yep uh, but if i hadn't just been at the store i mean the last time i was at a target prior to this was maybe like a year ago and mm-hmm. so i don't i don't think i would have realized what that was unless I've recently been there. It's interesting that they have the like the coffee cup, but it has the Target logo instead of Starbucks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's I mean, I think I imagine they did that on purpose for many reasons, but one of which is like you can't I you know, I don't know how long how far their sort of license to leverage Starbucks goes. Right, yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, so the 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 deal with monopoly like it's gosh with that landlord's game it's been around for 120 years almost wow this is a very enduring game i mean how many other games are there that have this kind of endurance aside from like gambling games where people stand to win actual money you know Mm -hmm. right um I mean, like Candyland is great and a perennial favorite. Shoots and Ladders, that one's been around for a long time. Shoots and Ladders. It's a great game. But yeah, like um, I'm reading like in the era of 1936 to 1970, it says the Parker Brothers began licensing the game for sale outside the United States. And then it speaks about, you know, the British Intelligence Service and the World War II prisoners of war. Um, with maps, compasses, real money, and other objects useful for escaping. Um, It says, the Nazi-occupied Netherlands, the German government and its collaborators were displeased with Dutch people using Monopoly game sets with American or British locales and developed a version with Dutch locations. Like, everybody takes this game and, like, makes it their own. That's what I find super fascinating about it. Like, people immediately have the urge to adapt it to their own scenarios yeah my i i have seen versions of it that are from my hometown or that are themed around my hometown interesting and i'm pretty sure they're um they're like counterfeit or like sort of bootleggy um sure uh, you know i, I don't know I have, if they're i have a copy that my mom gave me that was like it's totally like bootlegged yeah and it's it it borrows the design elements of the game um and the mechanics of the game but it doesn't give you any of the names and so it's a build your own monopoly game so you can basically like personalize every aspect of the game and it comes with like blanks and stuff and you can print little labels or you can like whatever there's all different types of things you can do with it obviously you could do it by hand i've never done it because i've never wanted to commit to one theme (laughs) (laughs) i need like many of these board games in fact it would be super fun to just make a bunch of versions of monopoly for yourself Mm -hmm. or give them as friend gifts you know inside jokes you could have like an inside joke version or like i don't know Uh, anything a friend of mine and i have been tossing around the idea of and my partner actually like a group of us we've been tossing around uh i actually wanted to talk to you about it at some point but um we've been tossing around the idea of making a game um and we've we've gotten kind of far along in it and it's based on um 
So it uses like a standard deck of cards. Okay. But it's it's like expanded. The idea we were thinking about is that when we were done with the game, we could publish the rules online and one could play the game with a standard deck of cards I and see. some dice. Like you're going to miss out in a sense that there will be extra features of the cards that you'll have to look up rather than them being printed right on the card ready for it to mm-hmm. go. But mm-hmm. but you could absolutely play the game. Um and we've been kind of working out, but it's we're trying to make it kind of themed around the pandemic and this idea of like having um, different, like capturing different aspects of the pandemic. Like, uh, mm-hmm. like you can just say fuck it and do whatever the fuck you want for yourself, and you might gain some immediate reward from that. Where the fallout of that is like happens in your community. So there's like different levels of modeling that happen where it's like you as a person you and your pod of people that you're around and then like Mm -hmm. in the greater community and how how like we were trying to kind of think about how you can kind of accomplish goals where depending on what your goal is some of those goals won't be achievable unless you're willing to cooperate in a community way because Ah, with the idea of like if you're just like fuck it and do whatever you want then you're not going to have access to better healthcare because that system is never going to be developed like I kind of love this idea. Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, it's hard to it like the the ideas are great. Like we've had like a lot of the like sort of the brainstorming sessions so to speak have been like, yeah. oh, really expansive, but now we're trying to kind of pare it down to be like, okay, but like what's but a the game essence? then you can yeah. play, like what's the essence of it? So, oh my um God, it has this. this kind of like it has these sort of like four community buildings that like correspond to the suits and so as they can be upgraded like you know it starts at a two of clubs and then whatever uh-huh. that whatever that community space represents if it's upgraded if you have a three of clubs you can like upgrade it and then and so then that becomes now it's a three of clubs etc um nice yeah and then there and then we use um two six-sided dice to kind of generate it like a nice bell curve so you can if there's a random chance stuff like you know you're mostly going to land in the center of the bell curve and then mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. different different things that exist can modify where like shifting the bell curve right so um like to deal with like your exposure to covid so like what are like at any given day like if you if you do an action that results in you being exposed to covid you roll the dice to see like where you are and then you can modify it like if if the community spread is down and people have been really good in the community or the pod then like your chances of getting covid when you're exposed are much lower because it actually wasn't that present or whatever but Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. yeah anyway but speaking of two-sided dice um or sorry two six-sided dice uh, monopoly uses them and i when i was younger i don't think i ever got this but um if you're not familiar with statistics like two six-sided dice have a really even distribution and your highest probability the highest probability of a number you're going to get is seven which i think right. is like 16 point something so your highest probability is right in the center like you're most likely to get a five six or a seven so mm-hmm. every time you roll odds are you know, even money, you're going to get a five, six or a seven. Anything higher than that is like an outlier. And so yeah. if you're strategizing around rolling dice, like it's good to know that because then you can, you know, you can pretty much count on rolling something close to a seven. Yes. So this. So how does the game? Well, you can tell me later if you want. If you oh, I, I, I don't. I've already told you everything I know about the game. Oh. Like it's not <laughs> it's not like it. It's not like we've played like it works like we're just in yeah. the process of like gotcha. every time we kind of get together we kind of pull out like we're like oh let's spend a little time like noodling over this and we've just been kind of working it up so that's cool yeah yeah 
I would play this game. I will yeah. help you think about this game. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I really like. Um, there's something kind of about like the perfect. It, there's just, like the perfect number of spaces on this board too. Like, it doesn't seem like anyone ever has a hard time coming up with sort of like thematic elements that fit neatly into these subcategories except right. for maybe target who just totally <laughs> screwed, the, screwed the bullseye pooch on that uh-huh. community chess square but um the there's something just sort of like magical about the whole aesthetic of this game i don't know it just is so great and so mm-hmm. universally appealing like the fact that it the fact that it is enjoyed in many countries around the world is like, well, maybe that's because it's universal and like appeals to the, you know, the common human experience. Uh-huh. Or maybe it's just that global capitalism has consumed everything. Right. <laughs> but, um, you know, either way, people relate to it mm-hmm. and it's a super fun game. I just love it. I love it so much. Yeah. I love this game so much. It's, um, I find it funny how how accurate it actually is yeah like it's it like if you're not walking away from this getting that like having a lot of money like gets you like secures your place and having even more money mm-hmm. like w- what are you learning from this game <laughs> you know what i mean like it's just like it's like monopolies are fucking like devastating yeah and and super great if you're the one who owns it oh god i <laughs> i was speaking of owning monopolies i yeah. was online earlier today um looking at twitter which i do like pretty infrequently it's sort of like a i'll i'll spend a couple of hours catching up on things but mm-hmm. i don't like do it regularly yeah it's same. like once a month maybe yeah um because it's just so nuts anyway uh i was reading about um well, I just forgot what I was reading about on Twitter. Shit. Anyway, it was going to be a good story, and now I forgot. <laughs> Great Something story, about bro. a game. <laughs> Something yeah. about a game. <laughs> sweet story, bro. Yeah, sweet story. <laughs> it's kind of late. Like, yeah, yeah. No, it is. It I is mean, we're the, we're recording this after like a full day of work and reading other things and yes, yeah, all sorts of shit. And I read a lot of weird things on Twitter today. S- someone's thinking right now. Don't quit your day job don't quit your day job they're not thinking I, that they're not thinking that because if they made it this far they like the podcast i'm pretty sure right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah uh well anyway i was just thinking i had games on the brain and there was something about games on the internet on twitter yeah if i think of it i'll <laughs> remind us in a in a future episode about it i had a yeah i i I bet we could do um some fun episodes on game design i really early on in our podcast i think i did i did maybe a couple episodes on video game design like yeah we did i think maybe either in a short or like we talked about it it could have been a regular long episode but i part of me now i'm yawning i definitely remember us talking about it yeah yeah same um I I think we could do some fun discussions around that. I played a few fun games this weekend. Um, I went to some friend's birthday party. Right. Uh, two of my Ooh, friends had a birthday, birthday party. The big yeah. birthday party, yeah. And uh, we they rented, they rented, we rented. I pitched in for um, like a cabin. And uh, we all kind of camped out. And um, we played, I played a lot of Euchre. Have you ever played Euchre? I have not. Euchre is uh, like a trick taking game um okay you play it with a shortened deck so you play with uh nine through nine through ace cards only okay so it's a real real small deck so 
uh, four player partnerships. So you you play, um, and it's it's basically like it's it's trick taking. And so there's like you know there's a bidding round where you determine what Trump is, and then yep. um, and then you basically play out your cards, and you have uh, five five in your hand. Yeah, I think five in your hand. So okay, um, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's really quick. Uh, and the scoring goes really quick because you there's different ways to earn points depending on how many tricks you take and um, yeah so uh, but I played that that was pretty fun um, I also played uh, a game called Flux it's F L U X X yes I have played this game yeah that is a really fun interesting game it's um, it's basically uh, for those of you who don't know uh, it's it's also another game that has lots of um, theme-based kind of um, theme-based packs, right? So, like every uh, every version of it is like a little bit different, and each and the, but so the way it works, there's basically two rules, which is you draw a card and you play a card, right? But that's right. Every card has very different things about it like each card tells you what it can do and some of the cards change the rules and not like one card might be like if you play this card now everybody draws two and plays a card or Mm -hmm. if you play this rule it's like now everybody has to play up to three like all like three cards or as many as they have in their hand um Mm -hmm. and then there's these goals so there's like the the basic the basic layout is there's like a like there are cards that have goals on them which are set and like set winning condition. So when you first start the game, there's no winning condition. Like you need to play through the deck in order to find a card that has a goal for a winning condition. And then the winning condition might be that you have certain, like there's certain cards in play or certain, somebody has certain control over certain assets. Um, and there's typically, uh, there's kind of positive and negative cards. There's keepers and creepers. So like a keeper card is like a, a positive hero card and a creeper is like yeah. a negative, um, you know, uh, not bad guy heroes and heroes and villains right um, right but the but it just depends on what theme you have so the one we were playing was Batman so there were lots of like hero and villain cards oh, there's Batman and Robin that's and, right and, there's and, tons of different versions yeah, tons I think I played of different versions. I think I played zombie flux oh that's fun yeah, yeah. and and I my understanding is that there's lots of rule like each version Mm-hmm. potentially introduces different rules so there's like a cthulhu version oh my there's god a monty python version nice. there's a stoner version um it's delightful star trek the original series star trek the next generation and so a lot of these versions the music from the original star trek series yes yeah it's, it's like the lady good. singing in the back yes uh-huh oh, it's so very good. like it's very like late 60s early 70s kind of yeah like, and it's like, got like a super up-tempo beat like mm-hmm. ah, I, so good having recently watched watched god my Ratched. yeah, yeah. <laughs> portmanteau of watch and crotch i don't know um roddenberry roddenberry Rod, yeah roddenberry um having recently watched the tos all the way through uh because i had seen many of them um mm-hmm. but i don't think i'd seen all of them and so i watched i watched it from start to end and uh it's it's amazing to me that that show was able to be produced at all, considering some of the topics that they cover and some of the stuff mm-hmm. that goes on in the show, um, as well as just like the tone of it, like the like the colors, the like ost- like how ostentatious yeah. like a lot of the characters are, and um, 
and it's sort of sexy, I guess. Like, yes. you know, it's very like, yes, Kirk is always having sex with some green woman. Yeah. And, and like, there's a lot of like, um, and the music and the, the sort of like, yeah, the sort of weird, very moral swinging. sort of, yeah, it's very swinging. Um, yeah, it's very interesting to see something like that. Uh, I, it's a pretty cool show. Um, I mean, it, it, it's rub. It's real hard to watch some of the episodes. Like, um, it moves How a lot so? slower. The pacing is a lot uh, slower than modern TV for sure. Um, the other thing is that uh, it's for as forward as it is and sort of feminist background that it has. It's also very sexist. <laughs> Regressive, yeah. Yeah, like it's pretty rough. Um, especially as bad, like, as bad as the Jetsons. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Whoa. Yeah. Like it's definitely. Um, you know the idea of Kirk that you talked about, which I yes. I totally agree with. Like it's it's hard not to like appreciate a man who will sleep with anybody, like as opposed to like having like he doesn't care the color of anybody's skin, like he's or like, the shape, yeah, or the he's... shape, yeah. It's just like you are, you know, you're the object of my desire today. Like I mean, it's amazing. There's orifices in all of these aliens for him to copulate <laughs> yes. with. Like right. really, right? How is that likely? I don't think it's likely. But um. But there is a lot of like um, women sort of being portrayed like it, there's the good part, which is like women can be doctors and they can be um, specialists and have like very high educations. Mm-hmm. But in the same episodes, those women will be like like told that they're being hysterical or basically physically like removed from their hysterics. Like, you know, right. they're like they're freaking out and Kirk will come along and like literally just like pick them up and move them around. Like it's very God. kind of. Um, yeah so it's a little bit it, it's not when you put it in the context it's it's absolutely amazing but it's also just like holy shit like we've come a yeah. long way and oh man we've not come far enough you know um, yes so yeah right oh Kirk yeah Um, do we have any design snackies uh yes, we do have a design snack. Let's find uh let's go look at the research department really quick and see what they um what they've given us. So, um uh, uh, What do they have to say here? Um My cat stopped attacking me. Now he's sitting next to me. Oh, so uh, yeah. The, oh, this is a good one. I didn't. I didn't realize they were looking into this. So um, I love how we pretend like we have this like research department, and we have the. Yeah. I mean, we do have a CEO, and she absolutely did found this podcast. Ah, uh, yeah, hundred percent. Um, but we have a. But we have like. I mean, it's not a huge research team, but we definitely no, have a research. We do team. have a research team. That's true. Yeah. Um, and we do have a, cor- a foreign correspondent, but owing to the fact that it's very foreign uh, and the correspondence is therefore <laughs> intermittent, yes, <laughs> we don't have any reports to share with you yet, but they're coming. That's We're a, very excited about that. That's a whip. Work in progress. Whip. Whip. Um, I'm actually very excited about that. We should definitely, uh, hopefully this week or weekend, we can, s- let's circle back on that one, Meg. Yeah. <laughs> fucking asshole um, 
Let's leverage something. <laughs> Let's leverage something. God damn it. Um, <laughs> What's your design snack? Tell me So about the it. design snack, lighting designer. Um, lighting designer or lighting design, like I have very... Uh, I think that this is a really cool field and... Um, yeah. There, it's really broad. So, uh, typically in theater, a lighting designer works with the director, choreographer, set designer, costume designer, and sound designer to create the lighting, atmosphere, and time of day for the production in response to the text while keeping in mind issues of visibility, safety, and cost. So, that's kind of a mouthful, but um, where I'm basically I'm cribbing directly from uh, the Wikipedia article, lighting designer from uh, Thursday, March tenth, two thousand twenty-two. Yeah. So um, the reason that I think this is interesting um, or relevant to design is that uh, it's if you're doing design or you're doing art, Mm -hmm. there's something to think about because light is how we perceive many of us perceive the world. Um, And it's not the be all and it's not everything, but it is it can be a big part of what you're doing. And so thinking about how light plays a part of what you're doing um, Mm -hmm. can really, or what you're trying to create can really have a good impact on like, you know, it's a good, it it can be a great way to think about something that you're trying to design. Um, Yeah. And and I like across the board, like whether you're doing web page design or you're doing like wedding invitations or you're doing just an art piece for yourself or you're taking photographs, like these are all things to think about. Like, I like to take a lot of photo. I I like to take a lot of photographs. Um, something I think about a lot is like how light interacts and like what what's going on there. Um, mm-hmm. And so, uh, I'm obsessed with lighting. Yes, yeah, me too. And I think that um, it has a really big impact on your day to day experience especially if you're indoors or even if you're out mm-hmm. outside if you're outdoors like um i mean think about like a overcast day versus a bright sunny day like it's you know how that interacts with who how you're feeling that day and what you're doing can really yeah. you know um as someone who grew up in san diego i find it funny that that rainy days have a very different psychological impact on me than they do other people so, oh really? What what did they do to you? For me, it's like those are some of the best days. Like a rainy day ah. is like go outside, soak up the rain, look mm-hmm. at the sky, walk around without having to wear sunglasses, like just all these great things that come <laughs> because it's so rare yeah. relatively for me, right? Like Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a treat. It is. It is kind of a treat. And when I first moved to Oregon, um when I was going to college there, it was uh I remember it was just like uh, my mood for the first year was just like completely changed. Now that might've partly been due to the fact that I was no longer living near my parents, but, um, (laughs) but just like, I remember being like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Like I, I remember like not understanding why people didn't want to go outside. I'm like, you guys, like it's raining. Like, let's go out. And they're like, yeah, it's raining. I'm like, yeah, let's go outside. Like it's raining right now. Like, what are you doing? Um, let's go splash in puddles and fucking like, you know, step on wet leaves and shit. Um, 100%. So like smell the rain, like yeah. all the things that come with that. Um, but after about a year, I, I started to get why it was like, okay, well there's, you know, there's practical things that kind of suck about like never ending rain. Cause it, I, the thing about Oregon is that it doesn't always rain. Sometimes it's pouring. So you have that, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty different up there, but I, yeah, yeah. I, 
that I think that uh, you know, like the outside can be really ominous too. Like when there's a thunderstorm that turns mm-hmm. into tornadoes here, um, <clears throat> it's really weird. There's this phenomenon where everything outside gets really green, mm-hmm. and the sky is very green, and it's like it's kind of the last stage of the storm right before like oh fuck <laughs> yeah, right, yes. uh, and so the green color like i will always associate that sort of like weird sort of yellowy green green color outside in daylight with like impending doom <laughs> yeah yeah no i can imagine yeah um and like bright sunshine is like this is amazing yeah and and I have to wear sunglasses, but I just, I feel like, oh, I have so much more energy when the sun is out than when it's not, even though I love a good thunderstorm. I love rain. I love hail. I love all of the precipitation, but, um, yeah, I, I really like a good lightning storm. That's Mm -hmm. a really interesting experience with lighting. Like if there was some way to somehow create like a sprawling lightning storm pattern across the ceilings in my house, I would do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's um Did I ever tell you I almost got struck by lightning? No. Like it's what? kind of nuts that I didn't. Um the I it was when I was in North Carolina, I was on the second story of this real estate company building that I used to work in and it was kind of in like an L shape and in the crook of the L there was a tree and the tree got struck by lightning and this ball of lightning like shot in through the window that was open next to the tree and it jetted across the room in between like a like static you know when you see static in the dark but like room sized and i it was it shot across the room between me and some other people who were standing in the office with me so it went between us and we all fucking saw it and it was crazy and we were like how did we not die and all the power like there was this when it hit the tree the sound was insane because it cracked the tree yeah and like it like whoosh, just like through the window and it like blew out these computers like there was this big power surge wow and like all the lights went out and yeah. all of us our hair was standing up and we were looking at just like what the fuck just happened yeah no shit i've had so many brushes with death it's not even funny Wow. How am I even here? I don't know. Right? <laughs> How is any of us here? Yeah, yeah, it was fucking crazy. That that's easily one of the like scariest thing. There was this woman who was working in the office at the time she was pregnant. She just started crying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like I know. mean, understandable. Like I just be like, oh God. I, the amount uh, of adrenaline you must have just been like shedding after that moment. <laughs> It was nuts. I don't even really remember anything after that. I remember, I mean, the island flooded because yeah. the the water table rose in the storm surge and 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 they turned the like juice machines in the kitchen into like margarita makers and they just had like this it was like southern united states they just any chance that they could take to like get drunk they were all yeah they're like let's get drunk (laughs) they're like fuck islands flooded days over let's get drunk we're Uh not nobody's going anywhere for like hours and so everybody just stayed at work and like yeah got drunk together but wow. um yeah that what what else are you going to do after you like narrowly avoid death yeah, in a place of fuck. work yeah um but yeah uh that that was a really interesting situation with lighting and lightning yeah um speaking of yeah, yeah really more ominous like yeah situation that's pretty cool yeah light lightning gives off a pretty bright um intense light that creates some really interesting shadows um 
it was really weird. Yeah, like, I can imagine in that case, like you had a lot of really bizarre because you had that ball lightning like coming through the building and yeah, it just yeah. like it like it was just the I'm I'm sure for whatever like weird physics reason it was the path of least resistance for it to go like it was just super strange and like it was it happened so fast you know lightning is so fast that like yeah all of us saw it pass between us but like it happened so quickly that by the time any of us reacted to it it was already gone and so you were like kind of freaking out at a thing that you were just remembering just happened like it was very surreal yeah it was very strange i speaking of lighting i have some great lighting in my house because i get bored easily and so i use led lights to change the the colors and Mm -hmm. the um sort of like location of where i have those lights so i can move that around and i really love the lights that the light fixtures that i have in my kitchen because they look like they've got chocolate drizzled in them oh, and so yeah. they fit really well in like a kitchen because it looks yeah. like f- a food item or like food a dessert item, item dessert item yeah little dirt desserts <laughs> like a sunday yeah sunday lights i recently um got a like a color led bolt like a variable um, oh. led bulb that varies it does temperature colors and then also just like straight up rgb colors is that um, the one where you can like do the round dial on your phone yeah yeah so you I can love change that. it yeah but i don't want to have to use my phone for a light bulb so i haven't gotten them i yeah so i like it um the one that i have is nice like i set it with my phone but i can turn it on and off with the switch and then mm. so when i turn it back on it's just whatever setting it was on before so the last time yeah yeah and so i mostly just have it as like a warm like evening light like when i want to go to bed because it i got it because it's it reduces the blue light the, the particular ah, wavelength that fantastic um, that keeps you awake or that right. like stimulates your your awakeness yes um, alertness or whatever Bingo. um yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, lighting design, uh, I certainly something like, you know, if you just want to like dive down the Wikipedia hole for a few hours, like worth reading, if you're kind of just thinking about design, it might inspire you. Um, lighting design is like a huge thing for me. I mean, yeah. like of all of the types of design that I engage in on the regular lighting is definitely one of them. Like yeah. every day I'm fussing around with lighting. Right. Yeah. I find, um, Good lighting, like you sometimes is like subtle and you don't always notice it, but Mm -hmm. bad lighting usually is like hits you in the fucking eye and you're like, God damn it, who fucking designed this bullshit? I know. I drive down the street and like at nighttime, it gets dark really early here. So a lot of times you can like see in people's houses before they have a sense that it's actually nighttime. So they haven't like shut their shades yet or whatever. So it gets dark out at like 4 p.m. and you can just see into everybody's house. Yep. Um, And I am overwhelmed by the number of houses that i glance into and see that the light that's on in a room is like center of the ceiling overhead lighting with like fucking 120 watt multiple bulbs in it and i'm like how do you live like that right it's so harsh and so oppressive this is like glaring light uh-huh. being down on you from overhead like like mm-hmm. seven inches from the noonday sun every day casting harsh shadows making everybody look like they're dead zombies uh-huh. it's weird <clears throat> you it's, just get these bags under your eyes because of the overhead lighting it's fantastic oh god and it's always like it's a it's design choice like, meg oh, oh. <laughs> also i the cool fluorescent f- cool compact fluorescent light bulbs yes. make me feel like the inside of a dairy case at the grocery store or yes. maybe a morgue yes really bad uh-huh. really bad experience yeah and it's like maybe other people are not this sensitive but i am 
for whatever reason, uh-huh. like deeply impacted physically and right. emotionally by the lighting in a place. And if yeah. it's not good, I'm like, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> I I have traveled from house to house uh-huh. over the past like. Oh my gosh. I want to say the first LED bulb I bought was one of the Philips LED bulbs that was like 30 bucks a pop. Yes, I remember those. And I started collecting like one LED light bulb a paycheck. Yeah. And I was like, I know that these are going to come down in price someday, but I'm mostly interested in like pushing the pushing the technology, right? Like, yeah, yeah even yeah. people will pay $30 for a light bulb. Look, I just did it. Please keep making them. And so, I mean, like now they're super common. People don't buy light bulbs unless they're fucking LED light bulbs, but I still have in the upstairs bedroom of my house my original LED light bulb from like 15 years ago. Yeah. I've just been moving across the country with them. They last, like the good ones last a really long time. Yeah. I don't think this one's anywhere near burning out. It's got like a huge heat sink on it and everything. It's amazing. Yeah. Very like, like I have uh, in my house, I have like the, uh, the evolution of led light bulbs like there is like a museum full of just like you can see chronologically if you start in the bedroom of the house and work your way down it gets newer and newer yeah funny i like that yeah i like the uh, do the do you find like the older one like the newer ones have better quality of light or is it still no i don't think so i really like the old led light bulb the the phillips one that i have with the heat sink that it's it's weird because when it's not lit the um the translucent part of the bulb is like very yellow, almost yes. like um, yeah. like like the the paint stripes on a street for like double yellow lines don't cross, like that kind of orangey yellow. But right. when it lights up, it's just like a warm color, um, and it it looks great. I don't know. Yeah, I one of the things I like about LEDs is that you can buy them according to how many lumens they put out, and they always you know like print the number of lumens that the bulb puts out and i like that because i usually want to stick to something that's like 25 lumens or less i'm like i don't need it to be brighter than like what the equivalent of 25 candles is like seriously it's fine (laughs) right right don't really want to blind myself in my own house i like um if with the right light fixture i like really bright lights like if you can um, like I have for my work desk lamp, I have a really bright LED bulb in it, mm. um, but it's really well shaded. So like I, excellent, I can reflect it off of like the, like the wall or something and then mm-hmm. like really light a lot of the room. Or if I kind yeah. of point it down more, it just is like more of a more subdued. mellow. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, that house that you went to the birthday party at, you sent me photos back and I remember the light fixtures in the kitchen were the only thing that I didn't appreciate about the interior design of the house, <laughs> Yeah, which was, I mean, it was designed for broad appeal. So it wasn't yeah, like yeah, highly like personalized or anything yeah, like that. Yeah. But what I found ridiculous about it was that there were these clearly probably pretty pricey uh light fixtures along like the the bar in the kitchen there was a series of them in line with each other and with the bare bulb kind of look right bulb ensconced in a wire cage and i'm like this is not this makes no sense it's not actually industrial gear that's been repurposed so it's not authentic 
it's it doesn't really go with the rest of the design in the house also it's a fucking bare light bulb i hate that shit oh god right i hate yeah. it i hate that anyone even bothered to put a cage around it the cage is not functional in any way shape or form why is it there right and also i those bulbs are those led ones with the fake led filament or that yeah. i mean it's not fake it's real it's just a filament it's not right. like a it's- old style they're not Edison bulbs or whatever. Right. And, they're but not they burning look like them. a filament. Yeah. Yeah. And so the cage would, in theory, be mm. there to protect the glass from breaking. Right. But I looked at those bulbs. They're not glass. They're just plastic bulbs. Right. So it's just. It's yeah. so air sats. I can't stand it. Yeah. It's wonderful. <sighs> fakers. Oh, fakers. I mean, I would put re- reclaimed industrial lighting in my kitchen. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, yeah, we saved that from the fucking Ford plant before they tore it down. It was in the assembly line. What? I don't know. Like some kind of a story. Like there yeah. is no, it, unless there's a story behind that kind of a fixture. Yeah. Then, like, Or unless the there's fuck? a utilitarian, like something at work there. Like it's yeah. there to guard the light bulb because it's like a whatever. Right. Designing for that look makes no sense mm-hmm. if it's all just for looks it makes right. no sense it, so it's bad design it's just stupid bad design in those in those situations though i do like when somebody is like like <clears throat> like a cobbled together house where it's like the hinges on this like this door is weird because they just like grab some scrap hinges like it's somebody who's literally just like um it's sort of uh like hermit style building right where it's just yeah. like found architecture like oh yes. i found this old log so that made a great bench and I found this old door in the garbage heap. And so this weird door to the bathroom is like actually yeah. like the side of a, like an old delivery truck. Like, you know, it's just like yeah, yeah. random shit. Um, we have the tiny door from our former murder room, which was actually a root cellar, but it was yes. really creepy the way they built it. And so we have a tiny door that we don't know what to do with now, but we don't want to get rid of it because tiny door. You need to make a table. That's the oh, thing. Yeah, that'd be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or or a prop for your your photography studio. Oh yeah, that's a that's a good idea, Ed. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you really need that seminar. You really um, need that seminar. Well, should we should we wrap it up? Yeah. All right. Um, we did a great job today. We did a good job. Thanks everybody for listening. If you made it this far, again, please, we'd love to hear from you. Emails are awesome. You can email Dana, the CEO and founder of fcbm.io. So you can email her D-A-N-A at fcbm.io. Wee wee. That's really all I got. Me too. Uh, if you're not vaccinated and you can and you're freaking out about it, like try and get educated and don't just listen to your dickhole friend who's like, I ain't going to get that shit poked in my arm, going to get yeah. the 5G. Although I suspect there are no listeners to this podcast who believe that. Um, probably. They're probably already turned off by all the other <laughs> other shit going on at the front of the podcast. They probably never make it to any of the ends. Anyway, right. try to never. be safe out there. Um, you know, do do what you can for your health and, you know, safety and mental and health for especially. other people and for other people yeah. yeah have some have some consideration yeah for other people for other people yes we exactly. already know you have plenty for yourself right yes yeah. <laughs> uh, all right well great job everyone okay good job okay